Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and, in fact, available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. Do us a favor, mash that subscribe button, hit the bell for notifications, and, of course, comment down below or upvote the video itself. I'm here with Andy Patton. It's his first trip to the show. He's from Locked On College Basketball. We're going to talk a little bit Ole Miss coaching search. But first of all, Andy, man, it's great to have you here, man. Yeah, thanks for having me, Stephen. It's always fun to get to jump on the new shows and or the – different shows that I haven't been on before and get a chance to, to talk about different hoops. So I'm excited. Yeah. And, and as somebody that is really locked into what's going on in the college basketball landscape, how would you look at the Ole Miss coaching search? What What are your impressions? You know, the different things, ideas that I might not be thinking of. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I think there are a lot of really prominent programs that may end up having coaching searches in the off season. Obviously there was a lot of talk earlier in the season about Kentucky. I think that's kind of gone now. They've had a really nice run. Texas, if they keep Rodney Terry uh, as their head coach, which has gone really well since Chris Beard's departure, that job may not be open. We're expecting Georgetown to be open. That's going to be a a pretty prominent one. There's a handful of other ones as well. So Ole Miss, like the fact that their job is open now maybe gives them a little bit of an advantage depending on how quickly they want to work because certainly some of those other jobs that could become available there's a couple jobs in the pac 12 which maybe aren't as appealing as Ole Miss necessarily but uh, that could drive some interest as well depending on if stanford and cal wake up and decide to make a move uh, with the coaches they have right now but i think Ole miss is in a pretty good spot having the job open right now uh, there's a, a you know a high profile program and a dominant conference for basketball so i think they're, they're in a good spot if they can make a move relatively quickly. Yeah, it's interesting. And one of the, uh, like a tweet from one of the New York Times reporters came out and said that um, the two main ca- names to pay attention to is Chris Beard and Dusty May. And mm-hmm. also some Will Wade's in there, but he also made a little joke about having to make a strong-ass offer. Um, <laughs> so I don't know if he was trying to be funny on that one or if it's actually a third name. But we're going to go and proceed like it is a third name. Now, Chris Beard. First of all, mm-hmm. is he technically hireable? Could mm-hmm. Ole Miss make that move? And second of all, what would Ole Miss be getting if they took that risk on him? Yeah, it's obviously a risk. And I, I saw a tweet recently, I'm sure you saw it as well. You might have been the one who shared it, uh, discussing how Ole Miss is going to vet Chris Beard and they're going to do it extensively, which you have to. I mean, you have, you have to be very careful. You have to be very cognizant of what you're doing. You have to be aware of what the outcry might be what the conversation might be uh, is he hireable yes i yeah he is i i can understand why some programs would be hesitant why some programs might say no absolutely not uh, i think that that's a defensible argument but as you alluded to on your show previously he was cleared of charges by a da that tends to be pretty strict on domestic violence charges does that mean nothing happened of course not does that mean that he's entirely innocent no not necessarily uh from a you know morality argument i think there's a lot of stickiness there but i think that you have to make the art you have to you have to vet him you have to check it out you have to explore it he's a phenomenal basketball coach Uh, that's not the only thing that matters necessarily but it is a significant factor and if he is available, if he is willing to take this job, if you can do, you know, your checks and kind of do the risk assessment, because, you know, somebody like Dusty May, in an entirely different way, 
also has a lot of risk just from being somebody who doesn't come from a high major program and all that stuff. So you have two very, very different coaching candidates with their same level or a similar level of risk, just entirely different ways. But I do think Chris Beard is hireable if you do your research, your vetting and come to that conclusion. And my theory on this whole Chris Beard situation or really on anything when it comes to coaching hire is that risk is relative. Um, The Mm -hmm. risk, Chris Beard would be a much bigger risk at Kentucky than he right. would be at Ole Miss and, and where you go down that scale. And so I don't think you actually even have to worry. You could hire Chris Beard, A, at a discount. You're not going to have to pay what Texas had paid for him. B, you mm-hmm. don't have to worry about him jumping ship to a bigger program because that risk will still be there. And there's a lot of positives that go on this, but the downside would be the public outcry because there would be public outcry for about 48 hours. My idea for this, hire Chris Beard on the Wednesday before the NCAA tournament, deal 24 hours of it, and it's done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Definitely understandable to, to try to bring him in and, and let that conversation happen, let it kind of die out a little bit. Uh, you kind of hope that nothing more comes out of the story or that there's not any future issues, which is obviously why you do the vetting is making sure like, Hey, we really don't need you in the news again in, in June or August or November, God forbid, you know, you want them uh, to make sure that things are okay. But if that's the case, I, I think you would get away with bringing them in, dealing with the outcry, getting through it, starting next season. Maybe it crops up again a little bit in November as the year starts. And then if he wins basketball games, which there's a pretty good chance he wins basketball games, he's a good coach. You're probably in the clear and, and from a basketball coaching perspective, he's your top option. Yeah, and and the third name that came out on that New York Times report was Will Wade. And Will Wade has just had his hearing with mm-hmm. the super bad mean infractions committee um, that Ole Miss fans are aware of, even though this might be the special one that came out during the um, basketball scandal. But his decision will not be made I don't, maybe late May, early June. That's the time frame. These basketball coaches, though, are not getting show causes that have to go through through with this. But it would be a little bit of a risk to gamble that because they might decide to put Will Wade's scalp on the wall just to say they got somebody. What, what do you think about Will Wade as a potential option? Yeah, I, I suspect that Will Wade's going to – he's not going to get completely rammed by the NCAA infraction committee. That's my guess. But – trying to predict what the infractions committee is going to do is kind of an exercise in futility. Uh, They're very, very unpredictable. From a coaching perspective, a guy who took Virginia Commonwealth to the NCAA tournament twice in the two years that he was there, it's hard to win. I mean, the A-10 is tough. It's, you know, it's not the SEC, obviously, but it is tough. And to do that twice with them, to take LSU to the tournament, I mean, look what happened to LSU after he left. I mean, I don't know that anybody could have projected they'd lose, what, 15, 14, 15 games in a row in the SEC. Like, this program is in a lot worse shape without him there. I think Will Wade's a very good coach. I think it would be a really reasonable decision for Ole Miss. He's proven he can coach at this level, something that you don't get necessarily out of Dusty May, something you obviously get out of Chris Beard, but with more more potential risk for outside reasons. Obviously, Will Wade carries that as well, but it's not going to have the same public opinion discourse necessarily. It shouldn't, at least. Uh, And again, a guy who won 22, he's won 20 plus games in the SEC four times in six years. That is not easy to do. Uh, I think Will Wade, if you feel confident that he's not going to get blasted with some kind of infraction or, or lose scholarships or anything like that, if you feel good about that, which 
it's tough to do not knowing what the NCAA is going to do. I think Will Wade would be a really nice fit at Ole Miss, and I think he would do a really good job there. Yeah, Will Pearl, Will Wade coming out of this is it kind of reminds you of Bruce Pearl after Tennessee, does it not? A lot, yes. <laughs> um, anyway, um, what is your prediction? Where do you think Ole Miss is going to go for the search? I, I think they're going to go with Chris Beard. I honestly do. I, I think that they're kind of in the in the spot right now where they can they can be the team that hires him. They can absorb that risk maybe more than like you said more than some of those other programs might do uh, i'm not sure that beard would would go to georgetown we'll use them as example but georgetown's not they're not going to do that they they already had a big enough mess with what they have with patrick ewing for different reasons but they're not going to hire somebody controversial like that i don't think i don't think some of the other big programs would do that either so i think Ole miss is in kind of a unique position where they want to bring in somebody who can turn the program around, who can help them win basketball games, compete in the conference. And they're probably not at the level where they're going to get just a constant amount of scrutiny for it. So I think Beard is probably the way they're going to go. I We didn't talk about May a bunch. I honestly think Dusty May would be a really, really, I think he's going to be a really good high major coach. Uh, it's a risk because, you know, he's 26 yeah, and 3 wasn't great every other year of course you know you got to build up your program he's clearly proven he's capable of doing that a lot of mid-major coaches have a ton of success when they get to the high levels but some of them don't some of them don't you know that will wade and chris beard can coach uh, in the power five i mean you know it definitively that they can you know that chris beard can succeed massively at this level as a coach so i think that's probably the direction they go some people won't like it i understand the people who don't like it like i get it i sympathize with that i understand but at the same time it, it makes a lot of sense and i think Ole Miss is the kind of school that could that could make this move yeah appreciate it um thank you for making the locked on Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day and if you enjoyed your time with andy today you can catch him on the locked on college basketball podcast it's got everything you need to know about college basketball in one place you get to hear from big name experts insiders coaches and players and right now Ole Miss is relevant on that show so check out Locked On College Basketball it's available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast Andy thank you so much for stopping by today and I hope we can do it again yeah thanks Stephen appreciate it all right thanks Bob